Christopher Media, Unregimented. He can write a song. He knows how to write a pop hook. Man can write a song. Man, you can't deny him that. He can work a DCG chord progression. You're right. I cannot deny that what he wrote were songs. (laughs) (laughs) Unregimented on iTunes and ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Hey, uh, since Aaron, you're in the the studio, do you get the intro? I do not have it handy, no. Okay. Hey guys, what's up? Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? No, it's Gangsters, what's up, guys? Or whatever. <laughs> Failure. <laughs> the dude who well, watches no movies just corrected you. <laughs> Damn straight. Welcome to Unregimented number 99. 99. Wayne Gretzky. Barbara Feldman. Who? I have, I have no idea what that means. Get smart. Once again, oh. my dad will get that one. <laughs> oh, Agent 99. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. I get it. I just didn't know yeah. what her name was. So we're gonna was that the name of the, uh, the actress? Yes. Okay. So are we going to introduce ourselves or are we just going to assume they know us? I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. And Jay is, uh, he's off working again. Hopefully we'll have him back uh, soon here. Jay's been sold into white slavery. (laughs) Eventually he'll return. He's a ginger. Real white slavery. I mean, like, really, really white slavery. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's up on Wall Street this week, from what he was telling me. We, we We both flew to the same airport on Sunday. He just flew a few hours after me, but his... His flight got canceled. Apparently, was there some badass storms there on Sunday or no? What here? Yeah, uh, there was. It was. It was. What it out was, on the East Coast or over here in the Midwest? No, I'm saying in, 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 Detroit. in Detroit. Yeah, it was. It was. No. There was some and Southfield, man. It was coming down. Oh, really? It's coming down like for real. Like I'm. Our business picked the fuck up because apparently people in Southfield don't want to leave the house for yeah. their pizza. Oh, wait, ranking. this was, this was on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, Jay it, said yeah. he was on a runway. Yeah, I didn't and leave he, the house. So and I don't he know. was returned to a gate. But then he also, I guess now I remember, he said Newark was shut down and it wasn't crazy weather out here. I don't know. So See, yeah. the only thing I can but, think about Southfield, people ordering pizza and having it delivered when it's raining is because uh, if you know the demographic of Southfield, you know that a lot of them get their hair did. And that's good. That's 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 pricey. So they just don't want to mess it up in the rain. So. Well, you gotta have a car to go get pizza too. Oh, oh no, no, no. Southfield's uh middle class black people. Come on, man. Oh, that's Which, well. It depends where you're at, in Southfield. Speaking of pizzas and delayed flights, what was the airline that? Uh, did you read about the airline that served pizza? They had like uh, p- passengers that were uh, stuck on the runway for like hours. They actually ordered pizza. So they gave them some hot and ready's. <laughs> Um, <laughs> tell them, man. At wait, least they it's probably from whatever was in the airport, Sabaros or whatever. No, I'm I got try- you. No, they, they got it, was, it was Domino's. They got some garlic knots. <laughs> yeah. no, no, it was Domino's. <laughs> Would be garlic I mean, knots in an enclosed environment like an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh man, man. Do you guys? Did you guys fly back in the day? I mean, like when you were kids, like in the. Mm-hmm. In the like, I didn't fly until I was like 25, 24 years old. I didn't fly until the year 2006. Let me or tell you now, something. Yeah, I flew back in the day. Oh, pre 2000 or 2001? No, I'm talking like 1983, 4, 5, 6, around that, yeah. around that time. Um, <clears throat> no. no, I was in high school then. Well, I flew. No, you weren't that old. <laughs> Come on, <man. laughs> High school in 83? 
I'm sorry, grade school. Did I say high school? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I was like, I was no, about no, to ask you how. St- dude, how you're uh, not 15. No, yeah. No, when I when I was in grade school, my uncle, my great uncle, actually had a pilot's license, and I would fly in his little plane. But that was like a four seater. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm but actually flying on and uh, well, the first time I flew on a real plane uh, would be well, spring break of senior year. Okay, so by this point, back in the day, you could smoke in the back of the plane. Uh, yeah, if you, yeah, right. If you right. were a smoker, they'd put you in the back, and then you had ashtrays in the armrest, and you could uh-huh. smoke. But it, I was like, like now, in the society we live in, isn't it weird? They're like, uh, yeah, if you want to smoke in this cylinder that's enclosed at 30,000 feet, you have to go to the back, because it's not going to wa- waft up front at all. Well, uh, yeah, but the ventilation was pretty decent. It has to be. It's an airplane. No, I, I know I got you, but it's just like, you, 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 oh, my grandmother, oh, I used to fly. My grandmother would take me on vacation with her. She would smoke in Salem's, pound in fucking seven and seven. I mean, she was on the, on the plane by the time we got off the plane. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm just like, you can't really do that. These, I mean, you can get fucked up on a plane okay. if you got the money, but like, you can't do any of that shit, any of that fun shit. It's just, it's over. Not allowed to Getting do it. Getting fucked up on the plane is overrated. Just putting that out there. Well, free booze is free booze, but yeah. yeah well, the, oh, I, the idea, though, I, I thought is to just knock your ass out. Like, if you're gonna get fucked up on a plane, you want your ass knocked out. Like, exactly. Yeah, the, like being drunk the, and ready to party and trapped inside a a tube is not very fun. Mm-mm. There are some times where I do see how many f- drinks I can get out of them between takeoff and landing. Yeah. So far, my personal best is five. But, but that's only on like, you know, the two hour, hour oh. and a half flights I do for the East Coast. Five drinks? Yeah. Now, if I you know, if I got like first class from here to Vegas, oh man, I bet you I could get a 12 pack down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> get your own little fridge there. Hey, hey just bring the 12 pack. Sir, can I get you anything? Just bring, just bring the pack. Just, just yeah, like, like just. Archer, tell it, tell the stewardess to uh, rinse out a small trash can. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that show—I've oh, been starting to watch that show. Those writers you, ain't right. Are you just starting? Yeah, he's finally catching on. Yeah, oh, those writers man. aren't right, man. Those writers, there's something wrong with the writers Language, on this show. Phrasing, yeah, yeah, this is why we have ants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So many great lines in that yeah. show. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing Unregimented on Facebook and following Unregimented on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. If you like Unregimented, please tell a friend to visit ChristopherMedia.net. You can subscribe to Unregimented on iTunes for free just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. You can also show your support for Unregimented when you buy something on iTunes just by clicking through the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. It won't cost you anything extra, and it shows your support for Unregimented. While you're on iTunes, please remember to write a review and rate Unregimented 5 stars. Just click on the iTunes banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Android users can listen to Unregimented for free at ChristopherMedia.net by clicking on the Stitcher radio player on our homepage. You can also listen to Unregimented for free at TuneIn.com or by downloading their free TuneIn radio app. Don't forget, you can always listen to Unregimented for free across any platform just by going to ChristopherMedia.net. Make sure to check out all of the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. Mondays and Fridays, you have Unregimented. Reach us at Unregimented Pod on Twitter. Tuesdays and Fridays, you have the Weedsman Podcast. Find those guys at the Weedsman 420 on Twitter. Wednesday, you have the Projection Booth, projection-booth.com, or at Pro Boothcast on Twitter. Saturday, you have the Captain's Table at Captain's Podcast on Twitter. You can also check out one of our new shows. Well, new to us. It's the Ugly Club Podcast. 
It's another movie podcast, but these guys go with more of a theme each week rather than just one movie. You can check them out at Ugly Club Podcast on Twitter or UglyClubPodcast.com. If you like Unregimented and want to show your support for Unregimented, you can donate to Christopher Media by clicking through the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click through the Amazon banner at ChristopherMedia.net and bookmark the link. It won't cost you anything extra, and when you buy something, you will show your support for Unregimented. If you're looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. That's who we use to host Unregimented. When you sign up for HostGator by clicking through the banner at ChristopherMedia.net, you are helping to support Unregimented. Well, we can't we can't get off the subject of flying without talking about the big news this week about uh, the TSA. Is getting, useless. Is Shocker. <laughs> right. Well, as I'm sure most people have heard by now, there they do tests. The government does tests on the TSA and basically runs through fake weapons and bombs to see if they actually get detected. And they're failing pretty drastically. Horribly. There, yeah. There was uh, the one that report that I saw told a story about an agent who had a bomb, a fake bomb strapped to his body. So it was on his back. And he went through what? Right. He well, you know, it's under his shirt. He's not running through like Boba Fett. (laughs) I was gonna say (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker shows up with a missile on his back. No, that's just for show. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Go ahead. This is my decorative missile backpack. (laughs) So uh uh, you know, quick sidebar, in the most recent Star Wars comic book, I saw Boba Fett actually fly with that thing. Not just get himself out of a jam, but apparently they're going with that thing makes him fly through the air for as long as he wants to. I don't know about all that. Okay. but well, that's, uh, that's, ex- that's expanded universe like a motherfucker right there. Right. That's what I thought. You know, I thought it was mostly for looks and to get yourself out of a Sarlacc pit. Well, no, even though Django, Django Fett, hey, nerds. he, he hey, could hey, fly. Hey, put, your, put your boners away. Okay. Oh, right. Christ. Back, to, back, to back to the story. Back to the story. TSA, uh, the guy testing the TSA agents out with a bomb strapped underneath his shirt to his back. He goes to the metal detector, fails it, and then go, they send him over to do a body search. The guy pats him down and then lets him go through. Never sees a bomb. <laughs> Right, hands on the guy and can't tell he's got a bomb strapped to his body. Oh, I'm gonna start keistering like a quarter ounce of weed every time I fly. Now. Oh no, because but they'll find that. They'll find that. I'm sure. Well, I'm yeah. starting to get pre-checked to uh, the New York area, so uh, I just walked through a metal detector. So just, this is just frightening because you're telling me when I go home on Saturday, when I'm sitting at uh, at the Newark airport, you're telling me that nine out of ten of us could have a weapon on us and get it through according to the failure statistics from this story. That's fucking scary, if you ask me. Well, I think but- what's really going on here is they've these TSA workers, their job has been expanded beyond reason. And they're, you know, checking for liquids, they're checking for, you know, uh box cutters, they're checking for uh letter openers, anything that could be considered a weapon or could hide some poison in it or, you know, take your shoes off and all this shit that's never going to fucking happen again. I'm just not shocked that a government agency is wildly and in- been deemed wildly ineffective. Right. Well, hey, you'd be happy to know that they're doing something about it. Jay Johnson, head of the TSA, has fired Melvin Carraway and uh, or I'm sorry, he's Melvin Carraway was the head of the TSA. I misspoke. Jay Johnson uh, works for the government in some other capacity. And he oversees the TSA, fires Mar- Melvin Carraway, and then he's replaced by the guy right below him, Mark Hatfield. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you can tell that, you know, it's a big shakeup. Hey, things are going to change around here. 
We'll move the ineffectiveness up the chain. Right. Well, they, they, I don't know what it takes to be a TSA agent. I, I don't know. I had an yeah. experience coming back from uh, Vegas. An inability to get employed elsewhere? Uh, yeah, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe it's because of their shiny, awesome attitudes. But just the, 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 this, the, the cunt I was dealing with was, okay, so... They sit there and they make the same fucking announcements over and over and over again, right? Yeah. Take off your shoes, take off your belts. If you have a laptop, put it in an extra bin. It needs to be in its own bin. You leave tablets in your bags. You can, you know, you know, they sit there like a broken fucking record. So I do what I always do. Every fucking time I fly, I grab three fucking bins, one for all my, my shoes and extraneous bullshit in my belt. And then I got one for my work laptop, one for my personal laptop. And for some reason, when I got to McLaren Airport, it was just a clusterfuck. We were in two lines that all of a sudden one lane shut down. So then it was two lines flown into one. And then I get up there and all of a sudden the new line opens back up. So I get up there and I put down my three bins and I'm taking off my shoes and I'm doing everything that I normally do. And the bitch starts taking my two bins. And I'm Why like, is she taking you, your bins? Yeah, she like just picks them up. I'm like, ma'am, and I just have my two laptops. I'm like, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck? You're sitting here making this announcement of what we're supposed to be doing. I'm one of the good ones. I'm fast. I know what I'm supposed <laughs> to be fucking doing, you know, and you're this, just this. Is, this isn't a shocker. This that's what that's the period I'll put on the end of that sentence that yeah. this agency has just deemed ineffective. And all it does it gives it gives ammunition for guys like me who view the government as incompetent and ineffective. It just it just puts bullets in my gun. Right. Well, so they ha- they're doing an investigation to figure out why the TSA is failing so horribly, and the proposed changes uh, revise standard operating procedure. Um, <laughs> which who knows what's going to come out of that. If there's any sanity left in there, it's the things that they look for will be scaled back to just bombs and guns. And yeah, let's just concentrate on the basics here. (laughs) Once you do 100% on bombs and guns, then we'll let you step up to less than eight ounces of liquid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so can I maybe start bringing my clippers again on the road with me without having to check my fucking bag? No, because that's the thing. They're going to bust you for that one. Yeah. They're going to bust you for all the my, stupid shit. My clipper bombs. Am I still going to get fucking shaken down when I'm traveling yeah. with all this podcast equipment? Well, in yeah. addition to the standard operating procedure changes, uh, they are going to do supervisor training and they're going to be testing the equipment to make sure it works correctly. But I am oh. feeling that the, uh, yeah, it must be the, oh, this the equipment's faulty, right? Yeah. If you can define the equipment as as the TSA agent's hands. Yeah. How about you define the equipment as the TSA? Yeah, right. Go one yeah. step further. Yeah. That is your that is your faulty equipment. I don't know. And you know, you, do you ever? You don't really hear stories about TSA finding a bomb, do you? It either, no, and you should. Please let me know that you're working. Please let me know you that what you're so? doing is working. Right. Well, the TSA was also for the longest time like the redhead stepchild of the government like it was like until where people yeah. where people's career went to go to die until 9-11 then all, like the burnout fuck up brother of the government well yeah yeah it's it's the uh roger clinton <laughs> yeah exactly it's billy carter yes yes that motherfucker had his own beer like he really him. dude yeah billy beer i heard it was awful well speaking of Things that happened post to, uh, post 9-11. We're going from we, TSA to NSA? That's right. Another, Freedom. <clears throat> yeah, the, 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 new, the other big news is the, the change in the Patriot. So the parts of the Patriot had expired, and they were uh, 
they were reborn in the Freedom Act, right? So, but we do lose something here. The, the big parts of the Patriot Act that are lost, well, one of them I think is kind of useless anyways, and well, maybe not so much useless, but actually kind of scary. The lone wolf portion of it basically where they could uh they could investigate somebody for terrorism and prosecute them on that regardless of their uh lack of affiliation to organized terrorism that terrorism could be defined as one guy on his own mission which at that point anybody could be a terrorist as long as you're doing something that the government doesn't agree with you can be considered a terrorist so i'm glad to see that one go the other was a roving wiretap which this just seems like a no-brainer because you think about a wiretap you used to tap a phone line right to help to try and uh, get some information and now you have cell phones so you have to have a roving wiretap like they what they did in, what they had to get in the wire yeah remember so they could actually it wasn't about the it just tapping one phone it was about it, that warrant was really uh, had to be attached to this person or this organization which is how it should be because with the the, the the number of different ways that we have to communicate now there's we're doing this through skype and through cell phones and they're cheap as hell and these guys get burners and they go through them you know one a day sometimes and it would be impossible to constantly go back and get warrants for each one of those cell phones every time a new one pops up. It should be tied to not the technology that they're using, but who you're going after. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we can get our heads back around that one because that was the only that was one of the actual logical things that came out of the Patriot Act. But the Patriot Act also bought, brought us the NSA, and the NSA is still operating, but it's going to be gradually phased out. <coughs> And it's unclear as to whether there's going to be a new organization that takes its place or its duties will be just be distributed throughout the many other agencies that protect us in our nation. Well, this is something I think that Chris would probably nod in agreement with. Once you give the government uh, a, p- a power, mm-hmm. they're, ne- they're never going to give it back. They're never going to, they'll change the name. They'll, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they'll, they'll pretty it up, call it something different, but they're never going to give the power back to you. So the NSA under whatever name is always going to be here. That's just, that's the world we live in at this point. Well, I mean, it's, there was a, there was a, a, a definite just gonna put a dress on the pig now, mm-hmm. you know, it's still going to be yeah. what it is. Well, what the NSA did with the PRISM program was just collect metadata, right? And they would store it, and they weren't allowed to listen to it unless there was something that was kind of pointing them in that direction saying, hey, this is some nefarious activity that you should be aware of. And then they would go in and actually use that. With the Freedom Act now, all the metadata is collected by the phone companies, which they are thrilled about because now they have to build all these systems to actually store all this. Yeah, I know. Right. Our so government that's better? Giving, giving corporations more and more power. Yeah. Oh, that just that 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 makes yeah. me get a They're tip just saying, right there. Hey, Verizon, um, just record all this shit, store all this metadata. Don't look at it. Don't use it for anything. Don't use it for marketing purposes or anything like that. Just hold on to it until we need it, and then we will get a warrant and but come get it. Do we know that they have said that to Verizon? Hypothetically, the, hey, don't use it for your marketing purposes or anything. Because think, it, if no, you no, think no, about it, they could data mine like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. They own that information. You know, 
that really, there's no restrictions on what they do with that information now anyway. So it's not so much what the government says to them, what they can or can't do with that metadata, because there have not been any restrictions put on what they can or cannot do. You have signed a contract with your service provider, and part of that is them using your information how they see fit. I'm not saying that they're recording your phone calls and using that. They store the data, the government comes after it if needed, but they have to have now actually a a FISA order or a FISA court order, a federal intelligence surveillance court. Okay. And uh, which is basically just a warrant for information. But the biggest question in all this, if we are dismantling the NSA, if we are doing away with the metadata collection and the prison program as we know it, it, and that's a big if, because who knows if that's actually what's happening, but that's what we're being told is happening, then why is Edward Snowden still a fugitive in Russia? Because this is exactly what he was reporting to the rest of America. Hey, this is what your government is doing, and I think it is wrong, and so should you. And now the government has voted against this plan and said, maybe we should rethink this. So does that change Edward Snowden's situation at all? I think it should. Well, it should, but does it? No. No. I mean, if you want to be a purist, yeah, he... The law that he broke is still there. You know, he he disclosed information that he was not supposed to. But the the principle behind it seems uh seems to have lost its ground, right? Well, I mean, the fact that okay, that essentially Edward Snowden is the world's uh, biggest whistleblower. I mean, like we've I don't yeah. know if we've had a whistleblower bigger than him in in the history of our country, and uh, you know. As much as our country says, oh, we want we want you know people to let us know about shit. Yeah, not really. Well, like we just want to we just want to stay. Can I get some clarification from you on this though? When you say biggest whistleblower, are you basing that off of how large the scandal, quote unquote, was that he uncovered, or is this based on how big of a personality he's become and how many people actually know about it? I'm kind of basing it on the fact that uh, he he. When, when he was like, okay, here's here's the facts, and I, I got I got proof to back it up. Mm-hmm. Our country went, oh shit! I mean, they went guano. They were like, oh right. fuck. So it was, we, yeah, yeah, this because, huge reaction that, that yeah. uh, spawned. I mean, from the, fa- it. the fact that he he let it be known that we've been spying on our on our allies, you know, listening to their phone calls and spying on them, like that should be public knowledge, but. At the same time, the government was like, uh, dude, you can't do this. Like, you, you gotta, you know, like, you gotta shut the fuck up. And that's when he was like, I'm gonna go to Russia. I'm safer there than here. Later. Well, no, he actually, like, this is one of the crazy things about it is because he did, just didn't blurt this out. He collected all this information, left the country, had the information sent to him, and then presented the story. Oh, and, my bad. I, I didn't know the timeline, but yeah. you get what I'm and, saying still. And he eventually, uh, he, he found asylum in Russia, or at least temporarily. But he's seeking asylum in Switzerland. But I guess uh, the, one of the, the, one of the, one of the catch-21 on this, catch-21, catch-22 yeah, on this. <laughs> catch-20, you just say catch-20. Shut up. <laughs> Is that... Uh, <laughs> Someone just named the episode. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't get asylum in Switzerland 
unless he's actually in Switzerland. So it's almost like go and show up in Switzerland, hope that the U.S. isn't there waiting for you, <laughs> and then apply and hope that you, get, that you get asylum. And if not, hope that you can get back to Russia without getting fucked with. Digging a tunnel with Andy Dufresne. All right. <laughs> Wow, Chris is dropping a lot of fucking references to movies that I never thought you'd seen. He's digging deep tonight. I know, seriously. You I just <laughs> haven't seen a lot of movies. I don't watch I've TV. Seen, like, but you are aware movies. there's a, there's an invention called television, and on this television <laughs> they show shows. Yes. <laughs> uh, but no, man. Um, I, see, I, 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 I'm kind of re- like hesitant to say this, but I kind of think Edward Snowden is like, a true patriot. And he's pointing uh, out he's pointing out the yeah. flaws of his of, of a country that he loves enough to point out the flaws because the opposite of hate isn't or the opposite of love isn't hate. The opposite of of, of love is indifference. Yeah. And right. He, he actually gives a fuck. So in no, that way I'm like ah. I I agree with you. It's tough not it's tough to say you know, obviously what he did was illegal. And I under, I I understand no, I don't. Never mind. I was trying to go somewhere and I can't. I was going to say that I, ca- I understand why the government wants certain things kept secret. But when it's proven that what the government was doing was wrong in the first place, that, exactly. should, re- that should really negate any charges that they are bringing against this man. Exactly. Exactly. This ain't Roman Polanski. This ain't a guy that fucking is, is Roman allegedly that drugged and fucked a 14-year-old. Yeah, Roman Polanski. Right. Sorry. Yeah, right. I, I didn't know if that got... This is not that situation where he's he's fleeing from prosecution. This is a guy who... Uh, he. But isn't he, though? Well, he, he is, but it's... <laughs> it's right. It's righteous in the nation. That's the way I feel about it. I mean, because he, he's like, hey, look, worst place, land of the free, home of the brave, all this good bullshit. We ain't number one in a whole. We ain't number one really in anything except for what incarceration per capita, obesity. Well, yeah, well, no Mexican. Me- that's right. Mexico's Mexico is now the fastest yeah. country in the world. Yeah, that's we've right. we've we've managed to import poverty Ooh. and obesity to another country. Yeah. We now can't even be the fattest anymore. Mm. <laughs> but no, I mean. Uh, it's just it's 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 a rough it's a rough thing to, to for me to try to talk about because certain people will hear oh you think he's a fucking you think he's a patriot well he sold out his country yeah well sometimes when you love something you right. need to expose its 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 hypocrisies and and I mean for no. lack of a better term the evil it does right he was he was making a sacrifice right it's not like he was like oh fuck this country I'm gonna I'm gonna split and rat him out he was like oh fuck. I got to do this because I feel response it is my responsibility to divulge this information. And I understand that by doing so, I probably won't ever be able to come back here. Exactly. That's a pretty fucked up sacrifice for him to make. And I agree with you, Rich. He is a patriot. It, to even, in the truest if you, sense if of you, that word. Yeah, in if you the were truest just sense call, of that word. If you were to just, if you could, if it was possible to call somebody a patriot purely based on their actions and not whether you thought that they were right or wrong, then that, you're right. He is a patriot in the purest sense. He is making a personal sacrifice for what he believes is the, the, the betterment of his country. Yes, definitely. Scintillating. <clears throat> All right. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Um, you just, thank, thank you, Peanut Gallery. <laughs> everybody's talking about the FIFA investigation. Um, I still don't really have much to say about that, except for that the guy that uh, that heads it up finally stepped down, and his name oh, is and his, na- his name is Sepp Blatter. Blatter stepped down. Yeah, 
Oh, absolutely. Fuck. It, it, see, right, right God, after like he said, was like I've been, I've been reelected. In a bubble for a minute. That's why I'm sad. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. I had no idea. All right. Yep. So yeah, his name is Sepp Blatter, which sounds like it sounds like a, an infection that you would get or something. I, I know it, right? It sounds like something. So uh, what are you what are you in the hospital for, Sepp Blatter? Right. <laughs> or if I worked if I worked in the FIFA organization and saw him on a regular basis, I would go Sepp Blatter. <laughs> that's, that's how I would greet him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one actually. The guy that said he didn't do anything wrong stepped down. Yeah, that always, that always helps plead your case. <laughs> hey, man, it's better. Innocent. It's better than Detroit City Council members. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. At least he was like, "All right, I fucked up. You caught me. I'm out." Those Later, assholes. <laughs> City Council members are like, "You caught me red-handed." No, nope. need a raise. <laughs> yeah, nope. yeah, no, no, no. Like, yeah, yours is better. They just look at you. No, doing the shaggy defense. That wasn't me. We have you on tape. That wasn't me. By Dude, the way, the, they found your the DNA all over the scene. That wasn't me. What me? Bet one of the best. They found your you, watch Chris. inside of a stripper. Not my watch. <laughs> we have your ID. You holding your ID on camera. That wasn't me. <laughs> Smoking crack, reciting your your social security number. No, that's yeah, that's an in Toronto. Girl, wasn't me. That was in Toronto. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no. Uh, by the way, Chris, yeah, one of the best fucking lines you 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 gave me the Shaggy defense because it's just it's so apt. It's just hey, wasn't me. I don't know what you're talking about. Wasn't me. We got you on video. Wasn't me. You are taking a bribe on a video while holding your ID. No, yeah, oh, wasn't me. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. But motherfucker kind of looks like me, but it wasn't me. Yeah. yeah. But no, I, I did not know he stepped down. I mean, uh, dude, I, okay, I have to admit, this is a, a dead zone as far as sports go. I don't give a fuck about soccer one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. But, All right. But so we agree. With you, <laughs> I, I know, right? For the first time ever. <laughs> um, but, uh, but but this story is fascinating because the man was running for president of FIFA and other people dropped out and he ran unopposed like a couple different times. Right. He's like, hey, I won. Like, what the fuck did you think would happen? Right. There was another dude who was running and he like it was like a day before or two days before just dropped out because he was like, there's not a, a chance in hell that I'm getting elected to this position. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like it's like Roger Goodell, which is the commissioner of NFL. That motherfucker makes $40 million a year. He's paid by the owners. And by the way, FIFA is a, t- <laughs> a tax-exempt or- organization. And the NFL just gave up their tax-exempt status because they were like... I don't understand uh, that at all. No, I don't I don't either. In fact, don't even get me started, but I'm just going to say, all, all churches, you need to pay taxes. But that's, that's, that's We're not point. going down that road again. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, I, I, and I'm just like, oh, my The Lord needs God. a tax break, Rich. All right. <laughs> Don't get me started, man. Come on, man. We we had a good back and forth going. Don't get me started. Don't 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 hit one of my trigger points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how about Baltimore? How now, about it? Baltimore is still in the news because she- <clears throat> as <Yeah>. of <laughs> As of last month, it hit a record high for murders, 43 killings in one month. Um, And how many of them were by the police? (laughs) None, because the police aren't doing shit. Now, here's the thing. There's debate as to what is actually going on in Baltimore and why we're seeing this record record murder rate. Because the cops probably said, fuck it. 
So, well, a lot, of, if you watch Fox News, it's a lot of uh, emboldened criminals. Uh, you know, now that uh, that uh, black people feel like they got a leg up on the man now, and then they're just out there running rampant. So and, and if you watch MSNBC, then you hear about how the police are... What is uh, it, like a wildlife show on Fox News? Right. Look at the look at the Negroes running wild in Baltimore. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. like, is that what it's like? Is it like fucking is someone dressed in a safari hat and shit? <laughs> look at him running wild. Hey, 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 who's the motherfucker that died from the stingray? Uh, Steve Irwin. You got his daughter out there like, <laughs> I'm in Baltimore. Yeah, right now we got the uh, wild Negroes running. You know, like, no, no, come on, man. I mean, you know, that's how they're going to they're, they're going to play it. They're going to portray it because that's what sells man it bleeds it leads well uh if you watch msnbc you'll think what the problem was was the police themselves everything's fine that uh no they are what they're saying is it's the police that are uh it's low officer morale basically they've they've thrown up their hands like fuck it like really so in other words, in other words, the movie RoboCop, not the shitty remake, but the original, yeah. is actually happening in Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the answer to the question is yes, both. <laughs> yeah, you have you have officers that are like, hey, you know, we're gonna we uh, this is uh, this is from the perspective of a Baltimore police officer, right? Is that we do our jobs and we get fucked with anyway. Nobody backs us up. People riot. Why the fuck are we even trying? And the criminals are like, great. They're 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 jaded, boss. Yeah, yeah, they're jaded. Great. Let them let them go pout in the donut shop. I'm getting a new flag. Meanwhile, we're getting away with murder. Hey, hey, I. You know what? No, that. See, this is where. Because I we we had this conversation. I consider myself a bleeding heart libertarian. Like I I, I really do. Like I I, I understand people struggle, and I and I think we should help them as much as we can. However, at the same time, you always have opportunists, and the cops in Baltimore have taken such a fucking beating, not a literal but a figurative mm-hmm. beating, that I can understand them throwing their hands up and going, "All right." Well, what are you going to do? Imagine this situation, because this is, I, I, this is I ain't what's gonna do going police work. on. I'm just going to fucking pull motherfuckers over. That's it. What are you going to do? And when they do pull people over, everybody whips out their cell phone and starts recording what the fuck they're doing, which then becomes its own situation. So for every routine traffic stop that the police have to do in Baltimore, they have to double up. So now no, it, one car with two officers to pull somebody over and give them a ticket for speeding. Well, there's a white officer give it, talking to a black guy in a car everybody starts gathering around taking uh, taking pictures and recording video with their cell phones so now they need another cop another cop car to come up with two more police officers and police that situation while they deal with this simple stop yeah so, but i mean have you, have you guys ever heard of a, resources but but so we're have taking got, hold on hold on let me finish They're, no, we're taking okay. we're taking twice the amount of police resources to do their their basic job so yeah, it's an adequate use of Tax dollars and resources. It takes right. four people to pull one person over for a ticket now. Yeah, but guys, That's guys, awesome. guys, let's be honest. The the more lower demographic as far as money, white, black neighborhoods, doesn't matter. You get pulled over, there's going to be a second cop rolling up to back them up within five minutes. I mean, at, at the very minimum. I see it I see it all the time. Yeah, I, now I am outside of Detroit. I am literally across Telegraph. Well, you know what I'm saying? That like, was I'm, merely I'm an example, though, Rich, of 
what they're generally reporting is that for everything that they have to do, it takes twice as many police officers. Well, yeah, yeah, because you need you need that accountability. But the problem is, is that I don't know how to explain yeah, this. Cause it's it's going to come off like I'm loving on, on some cop shit. But I mean, let's be honest, man. There, there's a lot of cops out there that fucking don't need to have that badge and don't need to have that gun. And they need to go, would you like fries with that? But at the same time, there's a lot of cops that are out there like, look, man, I want to do police work and I want to go home and I want to see my fucking wife and my kids and just survive. And it, it, what's going on now is, like you said, Aaron, you nailed it. Everyone pulls out their cell phone and they start recording. You, you said something that was interesting. A, a police, there's a lot of police officers that just want to do their job and survive a day and go home, right? Maybe that's not mm-hmm. enough for the job that they've decided to take on, you know? Like, I can just go to my job and get through a day and just get by and my consequences will be that I won't make a lot of money. Probably won't lose my job. I'll probably be able to coast through it. I'll never really succeed, you know, if that's what I choose to do. But I'm not serving the public. I didn't choose to go into a line of work that is public service. So it's not yes. enough for an officer to just say, I just want to get through a day. I think if we on it, and I mean, oh, this no, no, is no, dreaming, no. but if we actually had officers who were, were trying to figure out ways to actually make a difference rather well, than just I, survive or totally fuck up. What I meant, what I meant by get through the day is uh-huh. actual, actually do policing work, do real policing, not, okay. not like bullshit. Oh, I, I pulled you over and hey, I'm going to search your car. No, you're not. You don't have a warrant. Well, I can get one here. <laughs> real quick so let me search it anyways and the person acquiesced and next thing you know they find you know a gram of fucking weed in the car and they're like okay now i gotta fucking take you in that's not man come on now that's not real police work real police work is 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 for lack of a a better way to put this because i don't know i'm not eloquent enough to put it any other way okay someone gets murdered you need to work that case that's real police work. Someone gets raped, you need to work that case. You need to find those motherfuckers. Nonviolent drug arrests and, and traffic stops are most of what patrol mm-hmm. cops do. Right. We have basically it's what we have going on in the TSA. Their jobs are wrapped up in all this dumb shit that doesn't really matter to the bigger picture, and the big things are slipping through their fingers, the bombs and the murders. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, the few friends I have that are actually you know black police <laughs> you know they've all they've all told me they've all i'm sorry what did you say <laughs> what did you say Aaron? i didn't you, hear you, you like cut out for a second before you said police and i filled in with black i was oh. trying to see where you were going <laughs> but never mind no not that all right um they're like man look i pull a guy over you know busted taillight all right you know you know why i pulled you over yeah yeah, you know, I busted taillight. All right, why are you driving around busted taillight? Here's a 24-hour fix-it ticket. They're not going to fuck with them. But I, 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 I do know some of them that they're like, oh, my partner? He's on some other shit. He's going to fucking, what you got in the car? Yeah. I need, I need to search this. I need, and, and they're literally looking at their partner like, dude, I, I, right. do you want to do paperwork all night? We're going to go blind doing paperwork all night. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. I won't he, tell you the whole story, but I did have an encounter with two officers where it was like that. One of them was like, we got to bust you for this weed. And the other one was like, like this stuff's all going to be legal someday soon anyway, but this guy's got a hard on for it. So I'm sorry. Yeah. One of, one of my, my, my very dear friends I grew up with, um, he's a police now. And, and I mean, flat out, he told me, he's like, I pull someone over unless they're drunk or high off their ass. I'm not like, 
Like, if I walk up, I can automatically tell you what's going on with them. You know, they either smell like booze or they're fucking pinned. You know, they're high off their ass. And he's yeah. going to be like, what do you got in the car? And he's like, what do you mean what I got in the car? You know what I'm fucking saying. What do you got in the car? All right, I got a joint. All right, give me that fucking joint. And he'll break it up, literally, right there outside the window, throw it on the ground and say, mm-hmm. you better be goddamn lucky I didn't take your ass to jail. Now, park this fucking car, get in a ride home, and I don't want to see this car moving again for another fucking 12 hours. Get your ass out of here. And those people were like, oh, thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's real policing. That's real policing. Right. It's like back in the day when, when, when once again, going to The Wire, where Bunny Colvin was talking about, hey, you know, you couldn't drink out in public. But then... Someone at some store said, "Let me put your drink in this paper bag." And what's in your what's in your bag? As long as you're on foot and you're not committing a crime, is your business. Yeah, it's the difference between policing the letter of the law and the principle of the law. Yes, and I I think I think in this country, especially right now, we've uh, oh this is what I was getting at. There's a there's a website called Live Leak, and what they do is uh you know very I mean they're. they're pro- provocative videos they, they they go looking for for shit what they did one of these videos is um they had a uh like i don't know 25 year old white male with an ar-15 slung over his shoulder on a shoulder uh, on, on a shoulder holster and he was walking down the street cop pulled up he was like just so you know officer as is my constitutional right you're being videotaped this entire exchange is being videotaped and he was like i have no problem with that can i ask you a question why are you walking around with an ar-15 slung over your shoulder and he said because it's my constitutional right it's an open carry state i'm allowed to do this that's a dick move though i, I no, i know i know and the cop was like <laughs> that's not the guy the guy slinging the ar no no yeah yeah definitely definitely and the cop was like i i may i check your weapon see if it's you know locked and loaded and he goes i, I do not commit I, i'm not submitting to any search or seizure he goes i'm not asking i just if it's if it's cocked locked and ready to rock that's illegal. Yeah. So I need to see if you got one in the chamber and you're ready to fuck a rock. And he goes, you may. And and the kid didn't. They sent him on his way. Then they sent a 25-year-old black kid out with an AR-15 slung over his shoulder. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's this video a went a little story. bit different. The cop that pulled up, I mean, came in hot. Kids like Stars, Starsky and Hutch, like, like urgh, slid the car, hopped out, gun out. Get down. Get down. And the kid's like, officer, just so you know... You're being videotaped. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And then like five other cop cars showed up and they all got out hot. I mean, ready just to fucking light this kid up. And he was doing nothing different than the 25-year-old white kid that was walking down the street. But that is how our police officers perceive things. And not all of them, of course, but you can't. It's rough. I understand they got a rough job. Policing is not an easy job. I Believe me, I I, I got enough friends who are cops, I know. However, at the same time, man, you, you're going to tell me that level, that it, that institutional level of, of, of racism that is just there? Well, we talk a lot about po- uh, profiling when it comes to policing. Yeah. But it, but it seems to me that profiling, honestly, is not only part of an officer's job, but that's survival for them. They, they, it is to a point, yeah. They, it, they are now... <laughs> I don't, this is going to sound really horrible, I think, but I'm going to say it anyway. But they feel like, uh, how do I put this? It's I'll there, there's, it more time when, the, when they approach the black kid, their survival instinct kicks in where they don't feel the threat from the white guy, right or wrong. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, guys, I wish I had this video queued up, but obviously with my internet situation, I can't have it queued up and send it to you guys. But uh, the, the white guy was your typical 25 year old 
horn rim glasses, you know, collared shirt looking white boy. Mm-hmm. The black kid was exactly the fucking same. Really? Like, this wasn't a dude walking down the street, like, looking like Allen Iverson from back in the day. This was this was a dude just walking around in, a, in, a, in a, almost the exact same clothes, it's a bad glasses. Player, Aaron. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you. I thought he was a white one, but I guess not. <laughs> oh, shit. You're killing me, Chris. Stop. <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah. So, I mean, like, they had no... And, and by the way, the, both these both of these guys, when the cops would come upon them, their rifle was slung on their back. Not, like, they right. weren't... They weren't having the grip in their hand, looking like they're going to do something. They're just being assholes walking down the road going, I'm allowed to do this, so I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And naturally, people called the cops. And that's the other thing that, that, that is kind of weird. When the white boy was walking around with that, someone called the cops. Cop was like, we got some calls. We, we got a you know twenty roughly 20-something-year-old white man walking around with a rifle. What are you doing? When obviously someone called the cops on the black dude, they must have been like, yo, there's a homeboy out here walking around with a fucking goddamn automatic rifle. You need to fucking do something. Do you get what I'm saying? I do. And that's just, that's that, that's that, that's that gray line. Well, in you know, it's, that, that's, that's rough, but it's at the same time, like, I get it. It's because people are always going to test you. A lot of people have oppositional defiance disorder, and they, they're going to attack anyone who they, they perceive to be in power. Mm-hmm. And that, that seems like what's going on That's right what my now. son has. Well, Swear to I, God. But, I mean, you know, and so what's going on right now is you've got a lot of fucking police in Baltimore who I'm going to guarantee, I'm, man, I bet what little I own, most of them are, want to do good police work want to do police work, want to be good police. That's all they want to do. And then go home at the end of the night, and, you know, and, and survive. Mm-hmm. But then you got that, that, that fucking sliver of, of them that aren't. I mean, John Waters was on Bill Maher, and he said something. He goes, I've been arrested by Baltimore police. I've been thrown in the back of a fucking paddy wagon. My back wasn't broke. So what the fuck is going on here? Why, 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 did, why did this gentleman end up in the, in the same situation I was in, yet he died from his injuries? that he sustained in the back of a paddy wagon. You know, I mean, and, and it's a valid question because I think, as, as we talked about earlier, how you're perceived is, you know, right. well, more so than what you are. It's so unfortunate like, that... Oh, you're a threat. I'm going to fuck you up before you can fuck me up. Right. Now, when a cop looks at this guy, white or black, with an AR-15, right, he starts assessing the threat immediately. Now, if it's a white guy, you can look at him and go, well, does this look like a crazy white guy? Does this look like a homeless white guy? Is this a guy look like a drug addict? No, he just looks like clean cut, yeah, he normal like a, white a, dude. Young, young and, Republican, 25-year-old uh, white guy. Right. So then, you know, let's find out what's actually going on here. Unfortunately, it seems like when they see the black guy, there is no peeling away the layers and assessing that threat. It's like black's right on top, automatically a threat. Well, yeah, and I mean, guys, let's be honest. All right, uh, I, I've quoted this, this before, and I'm, I'm going to quote it again. Therese O'Neill said it. He said, look, white folks, if you're in Harlem at 3 in the morning, and you're walking across, the, and you're walking down the street, and you see four black black dudes, and they look like they want to do something to you, cross the street. Just, it's better be racist than it is be dead. He's like, because if, if I'm in Jackson, Mississippi, and I see four skinheads walking towards me, I'm across the fucking street. Right. That's the same thing I'm on. That's for, just for bald guys, you know, they could be yeah. cancer patients. They ain't taking yeah, that chance. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he said. He literally said he was like, they could be cancer patients. I ain't taking that chance. <laughs> I fucking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Hey, look, I'd rather be racist than dead. Sorry, <laughs> but I, so I get it. I get being yeah. super cautious. But a lot of the problem that I, I don't know if we've really touched on this as much as we've touched on police issues in these cities is 
you don't have people from the city, from the neighborhood, policing these areas. You have people from outside policing these areas. And they don't know the neighborhoods, the culture. Does that make sense? No, I, absolutely. Yeah. So you get a bunch of white boys from the suburbs, you throw them in Detroit, and you say, go ahead, I need you to police this area. Automatically, they're looking at everyone as fucking the enemy. Because that's what, I mean, I, well, I, I, I'm generalizing. I'm really generalizing. But you get what I'm saying. No, I do get what you're saying. And I watched uh, for the second time, actually, End of Watch the other day, which is, I, I love that movie. Have I've you, never seen it. Have you seen like, it? Oh, go fucking no, watch it. Jake Gyllenhaal. And I forget the, can't remember the name of the actor that plays his uh, partner in there. But they're police officers. Just go and watch it. You, you really love it. Um, other things in the news, though. Caitlyn Jenner on the cover of Vanity Fair. Rich, you saw the picture, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, you told me to, to look it up, and I was like, that's Brute. Uh, that's nope. formerly Bruce Jenner. Yep. This is the former like, Bruce God Jenner. Damn. Has uh, gone Aaron, through. we're not getting dude looks like a lady. <laughs> Uh, Yo, I, 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 I'm shocked. He looks better as a woman than he did as a man. It's yeah, fucking shocking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, still, I, I got high standards for a fat, ugly guy. But you know, I, I, uh, if he didn't have that dick, I thought. See, I thought he got. I thought he got the whole operation. You guys, well, you yeah, guys there's been some, get the wiener splitzel. There's, yes. uh, there's facial reconstruction. There's obviously some breast meat somewhere in there. Something going on. Yeah, he did. He did say that he got some boobs added on. Yeah, um, he's in great shape, uh, or she. Well, I, he, I keep wanting to call it he because it's regardless of the boobs and the face and everything. There's still a dick in there. There's, yeah. yeah, there's a dick. I, you know, honestly, if, if Caitlyn Jenner stopped right now, she could make a lot of money. <laughs> but, but I'm sure that's not the idea of this. But if, oh, if it was, if this is a money-making venture, I would stop right now. Go to I Thailand mean, would, and just become oh, a millionaire. Dude, oh, there was clean whole up, websites that he could do. up in Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> clean up. Oh, man. All right. Aaron, you silly as fuck. I, you know what? But all right. <laughs> no, I, I got you because it's, it's rough, man, because. Right. Well, like, it, look, gentlemen, we're all in our late 30s. And mm-hmm. like this shit just was not. I can still say mid. There you uh, go. Uh, yeah. Shut, late shut does, up, young. Late doesn't shut up until next year. Shut up, young. I can still say <laughs> I can still say late <laughs> but, for like another month. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but no, I mean, growing up, this just was not shit that we were like exposed to on a on a on a daily basis. There was no TV show like the most racy TV show when we were growing up was like Three's Company, right? Well, this you is know. something that's been going on for a while now. This is the most high profile person that the public in general has ever experienced going through this change. Well, actually, I, I and I, oh, I'm sorry, I know we're going to sports again. There was a chance. There was a uh, no, not Chaz. Um, there was a, a a doctor, and he had sex reassignment surgery, mm-hmm. and he became a female tennis player, and he whooped ass. Um, That's cheating, I, you know. Right. Okay, I I, I, <laughs> I don't want to get into that. You know, okay. I don't like. I, I do know this. I do know this. I was talking to a, a person I met the other day, and she said, uh, "I was like, you know, so oh, you were in you were in county for a little bit, you know, blah blah blah, whatever." And she goes, yeah, and they put all the trannies in with us. And I was like, yeah, because they get fucking tore apart on the main line. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course they did, you know. And, they uh, get literally torn apart. Yeah, they get airtighted real quick. Yeah, <laughs> that would not be good. But uh, I was like, yeah, of course they did, you know. What, what, yeah. But this was a, a player, a tennis player, I want to say in, uh, uh, Chris, you'll know. 
uh, ESPN does a third, you know, 30 for 30, the ESPN films, documentaries. Okay. Um, they did one about her, uh, and it was called Renee and she had sex reassignment surgery and she went into, to play women's tennis and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, this was eighties, but still until I saw this documentary that came out maybe four or five years ago, I had no idea. No one ever talked about this shit. This wasn't covered in sex education in school. You know, I mean like, right. Well, like then- I have, I had no idea how to refer to someone who's transgendered until I literally met someone and was like, okay, you were born a man, but you had reassignment surgery. How would you like me to refer to you? And she said, like a female. And I said, okay. I mean, you understand this. Here's the thing. It's weird for me because I, I, I'm not growing up with it being normal. You know, I grew up with it, you know, I remember playing smear to queer. You know, like that, that shit was normal. I remember you know? getting hey. smeared. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But no, I mean, you know, it was like shit like that was normal. You never thought about it. You just you just rolled. You know, it was like, okay, all right. It's like to this day, the word fag does not mean gay to me. It means that motherfucker's a fag. Well, Rich, this is a good this is the good thing about people getting old and dying. That's the only yeah. way. That's the only way change happens. Yeah, because because we eventually die out. I right. mean, no, I agree. It it is. It's just I I understand where you're coming from. I'm accepting of it, but yes, it is weird still for me, and it probably won't be weird for my kids, and that's great. Well, yeah, I got I got I have a, I have a friend who uh, is very liberal and open minded, but when it comes to sex reassignment surgery, he's like, man, whatever. That's a fucking that's a fucking dude. I don't care. You can cut your shit off. You can tuck it between your legs like Buffalo Bill and dance around to what to to to, to 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 whatever the fucking song was. And he's like, you're still a dude. I don't give a fuck. And I'm like, wow, dude. I thought you were more open minded. And he's like, hey, my daughter brings home a black dude. Hey, how you doing? Shake his hand. Just. Hey, tell you the same way I'll tell everyone else. Don't fuck her over, and and you know what I'm saying like he's he comes completely cool with that type of shit. But when it comes to that, he's like, no, I can't do it. I'm not down with it. Like, what about gay people? He's like, I'm fine with gay people. At least you know where you stand with gay people. I can't walk into a bar and accidentally fuck a girl. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I, I I mean, I guess, but at the same time, it's like, dude, that's not you. It has nothing to do with you. These are people who just, for whatever reason, I mean, there's no need to go into it, but for whatever reason, right. do not feel that they were born in the right body. If they're not hurting you, why is it? A, why do you even care? And he, his thing is just, I can't, I can't get with that. I can't get down with that. Like, if you, if you're a lesbian, you want to eat pussy. You want your pussy eaten by another woman. Do it. You want dick. You're a gay guy. You want to be a bottom. You want to be a top. Mm-hmm. You want to be a power bottom. Whatever the fuck, do your thing. But I can't get down with this. Well, you know, I'm like, all right. A lot of times, though, things whatever yanks your crank uh, off. A lot of times, these things don't get through to people until it close to home. When somebody that you actually care about goes through something like this, and you are kind of forced to. Yeah, Chris Rock. Chris Rock said it best. He said, uh, "Whatever you hate is going to end up in your family. So if you hate, if you hate, if you're a black dude and you hate Latinos, guess who your daughter's showing up with? Living La Vida Loca, (laughs) you know. And you Mm. just fucked. You're just going to have to deal with it because I I have this in my family. My 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 uncle. If you hate gay people, your son's going to be gay. Yep, he's going to be like." I'm fabulous. I'm moving to Ferndale. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, but but no, my my uncle uh, for a lot of years, and I love my uncle. He's he he's like one of my heroes. But this is one thing I can never get with him on. He he was like, I'm not down with interracial relationships. I was like, Why not? I'm like, Have you had sex with someone that's not white? He's like, Hell yeah. But my daughter better not. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? Hit her. 
yo, his grandson, biracial. Black Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Biracial. Yep. yep. And you know what he did after he found out? He was like, I love that little motherfucker. I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, he said, I love that little man. I love him with all my heart. And I, I wish someone would fucking say some shit to me because I'm going to fuck him up. He actually called me on Riley's first Halloween and was like, uh, was Jimi Hendrix left-handed? Because we're dressing him up as Jimi Hendrix for Halloween. <laughs> and I mean, like, it's a badass picture. And he, my, and my little, my little nephew, you know, I'm like, hell yeah, go ahead, Riley, do, do your thing. But it, it took that happening for him to finally accept it. So you're right, you're right, Aaron. It, it's until it until it hits it's hits close to home. A lot of people have a very hard time dealing with it. Well, I wanted to share something with you that I, I read this week. I read this great story on, on the BBC about uh, basically they were covering the, the number of different ways that the universe might someday come to an end. Okay. Right? Now, some of these I was already familiar with, but the one that uh, that really stuck out is, do you know what dark matter is? I mean, nobody really knows yeah. what dark matter is. Well, I mean, but you get the yeah, general idea, right? Yeah, yeah. So yes. what they found out in our expanding universe, what it was thought is that our, our universe that is expanding is doing so uh, it's a, it's with inertia that is eventually going to die out. So the, the expansion of the universe will slow down until you have a complete stasis point, at which point you will either start to contract or you will just stay at that point where there is basically absolute zero. There's no thermal energy and nothing can actually live. But what they're actually finding out now is that the rate at which the universe is expanding is actually accelerating. And what's pushing it along is this dark matter, the stuff that we can't see that seems to, but we can see how it affects the things around it. And it's this weird material that we don't understand that is that actually has the ability to uh, gain mass. It almost seems to create its own mass. Really? And, okay. Yeah. So this, uh, the, the theory on this dark matter destruction of the universe is that if you imagine dark matter being like an antimatter, right? And as, it, as the amount of it increases and its mass increases in our universe, it will eventually tip the scale so that there'll be more dark matter than not in our universe, which actually not so much not, but an unstable amount, because I think there already is, I think it's like 70% of the universe is dark matter, but it will be an unsustainable amount that will just basically rewrite physics, right? It'll be, the whole universe will become a dark matter universe that will just rip apart every, uh, everything in the universe. Every Sounds pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> so then, well, then you'll have this like dark matter universe where uh, if anything can survive, it'll be a completely different form of life that we wouldn't even recognize because in this universe, you know, physics... The, the, nothing reacts the same way that we're used to it in this universe. So there's a pleasant thought for you. <laughs> well, and I, in related, I always, news, I always saw the dark matter is like the space in between what we know to be. Well, here, like let and, me get and, to and this. It's always pushing there, out. So right. Well, we expanding. don't we don't exactly know what it is, but in related news, the Large Hadron Collider started up again. Actually, today. And oh, is that the thing that's supposed to create a black hole and, and kill right. us all? Well, la- According to Alex Jones, at least. Yeah, it ran for, uh, <laughs> from 2000, I think it was 2011 to 2013, they ran it, and this is, they ran some tests, they collided some uh, particles, 
and this is where they found the uh, Higgs boson. And what the what a boson is is basically um, it's it's like the glue that keeps all the everything together, right? So H two O, you have two hydrogen, uh, one hydrogen, two oxygen. No, I'm sorry, two two hydrogen, one oxygen, right? They stick all together. Right, Heisenberg, get it together. Right. They 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 stick together and make a they make water, right? Why do they stick together? That's that's the big question. And there was it was theorized that there were these things that we couldn't actually see that were holding these elements together, right? These atoms together. Mm-hmm. And when we cl- when we smash these particles in- together fast enough, we can actually break apart these particles into the into their building blocks. Right, and the problem was with the uh, the Higgs boson is it only really exists for not even a fraction of a second. Like it it exists briefly to be measured in this like very narrow time window. But yeah, they they've done some repairs on the large large hadron collider, and they're actually able to ramp up the speed now. So what the the speed that they were doing it before was uh, eight. What is it? Uh, I can't read my own writing here. <laughs> but, <laughs> is Superman going to fly in reverse around the oh, Earth and save us no, all? No, eight trillion electron volts. Right. That's that's okay. the amount of energy. That, that's how they measured the energy that they were flying these particles particles at, and um, or the energy they are using to accelerate these particles. So just to use that as a baseline to understand that that was super fucking fast and enough for us to blow apart an atom and see a Higgs boson. They're now starting off at thirteen trillion electron volts and continuing to ramp it up from there. And what we're hoping to see out of this is, or what a lot, of, a lot of scientists are hoping to see, is proof of supersymmetry. And this is a theory in quantum physics that basically says that because there's all these unseen forces that we we can see and understand kind of these particles, but we but they seem to have like a counterpoint of this like dark energy that that balances out all these equations but we can't actually document right we we haven't been able to see it with any instrument and uh it's what they're really hoping to find is a gluino and gluino would possibly give us some insight into dark matter or maybe it'll just create a bunch of dark matter and the balance will flip over and the whole universe will be torn apart maybe not but i guess it again is a, more <laughs> pleasant thoughts yes <laughs> so the most interesting and depressing science that i've read in a long time hey we're all gonna die but it might be really cool well yeah you, we're all gonna die the good news is all going to die <laughs> yeah we're all gonna go at once <laughs> right and you you'll barely have time to comprehend it yeah It'd be like why is time stopping and my body is ripping apart before you could finish that sentence you'd probably be gone why does everything look like the ending of ghost <laughs> what <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> ending the ghost yeah when the, right. the, the things came and carried the guy away I don't know Oh, 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 I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, the the dark spirits or whatever. Yes. All right. Well, once again, Chris, the man who watches no movies. With re- with, with, with the reference. We will wrap this show up. Uh, next one. The next show's big ones, 100. So maybe we'll do something special. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, we'll see you on Monday. All, All right. right. We'll see you guys All right, Monday. Guys. 
If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening. Christopher Media, let's make some noise.